Hello, and welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. Um, I'm currently leaving the schoolhouse, y'all. Yes, I am, in fact, leaving the schoolhouse. So if you hear me every now and then, just making comments, just saying stuff, just screaming and yelling because people don't know how to drive and it's raining, you know, just bear with me, bear with me. This is one of those times where you probably won't really hear me very well because I am, in fact, in the car. However, I would encourage you to, you know, if you don't feel like listening, don't listen, okay? But I'm like, let's, put it, let's just put it clear. But um, I just wanted to get this off my chest today. I felt like it was due for me to talk about this, and so, therefore, I wanted to. Um, something that has become recently uh, just aware to me was just like today was just a really good day for me and my students. I felt so connected to my students as a community that it was really, really nice, and these are the moments that I feel like I get excited for. These are the reasons why I so, so heavy, like sowing as in like planting and watering, why I sow so heavy because then you can reap harvest like today. So today was a harvest because we have constantly been talking to the students about practicing patience, about what kindness looks like, and I feel like just overall students were super kind today. Like one of my students – He's the one who's, like, very, like, loud and vocal. And he was just so kind today and so helpful, always looking at other people and being like, do you need help? Whenever somebody got an award or got a desk tag or just got commended for doing something, he would frequently say, good job, whoever, and just encourage them. And it's nice because his voice carries, as we all know. We have talked about him before. But because his voice carries, it actually carried kindness around the classroom. And I feel like, honestly, him being so kind today and encouraging today actually encouraged everybody to be kinder as well. And so I even heard people complimenting him being like, hey, you are very kind today, like saying his name and being like, yo, you've been very kind today. And so to be able to hear that and to be able to know that, like, he was being kind, just further him being kind, and it was just really cool. Like, everyone was just being so encouraging and loving today. And that's the type of environment I love to work in and the type of environment that I love to be a part of. And I was so grateful to be able to, like, see that coming today and be like, wow. And it wasn't just him, but it was all the students. We have these little kindness tags where you can write about somebody being kind. And there were so many people who were grabbing kindness tags. They were actually writing about him. So they were like, hey, how do you spell his name? Because we want to write about him. And so it was just so awesome to see them taking notice of one another and really creating this community where we feel like we belong. And, yeah, you know, there was a couple moments where I got frustrated. Like, when I picked them up for lunch, we had a little bit of a moment. You know what I mean? We had a little bit of, like, oh. And I was like, okay, well, 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 well. But to see their kindness throughout today and to see their genuine love and respect for one another really made my heart super happy. And I was like, this is the reason why I teach. Like, this is the reason why I, I love seeing my students grow. Because the way that they interacted with one another today was truly indicative of all that Ms. Jenkins and all that I have put into the classroom. Ms. Jenkins more so than I, but I don't want to uh, invalidate the contributions that I have also had in the classroom. And so it just showed me that, like, this system actually works, that this system of doing class meetings, that this system of just creating this class community really helps us to be able to connect to one another. And I just loved it. Like, it just made my heart all gushy, especially on a day that's so cold and rainy as today. It was, like, such a beautiful thing to see. 
And so that made my heart happy, and I got really excited to know that, like, my students actually genuinely look out for one another and care about one another, and it was beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> then another thing I want to say is these are just random notes until I get to my actual point. I'm going to get to my actual point eventually. But right now I just want to talk about something random. Because it's raining and it's gloomy, I just want to talk about this. A lot of people are like, I could never live in weather like this, like it being cold and rainy. Like, I could never do this. And what's interesting is I actually found, like, that I don't feel that way. Like, I was thinking that. At first I was like, I can't deal with this weather. Like, I do not like it. I don't want to be in this weather. I hate that it's rainy. Like, this is Florida. It needs to be warm. At first I was like that. But now I'm actually like, no, like, I actually like, I like this weather. Not Not that I like it, but it's like, it's not bothersome to me. Like, I, I enjoy getting the chance to wear jackets and to layer clothes. Like, we don't layer up in Florida, but I actually quite enjoy this weather. And so that told me that, like, Hannah, you could honestly live anywhere and be fine. Like, I could live up north and be fine. Yes, it's cold, but, like, I could live anywhere and be fine. And even though it's gloomy, I feel like the gloominess doesn't actually affect my mood. Like, I've even found that on gloomy days, I'm actually more – energetic like because i noticed that it's gloomy it makes me want to be like higher at a higher level of energy or like warmth than the environment that i'm in i don't know does that make sense maybe not maybe it does i don't know but all i know is that like this type of weather i don't mind i'm okay with it and people keep complaining about it which is fine because maybe they don't like it but personally i'm okay with it i i like it um another note that i want to say is these are just notes from the day these have been things that i've been wanting to talk about but I didn't have anyone to really talk about them to. And quite frankly, I could have talked about it to Kamari, but I think she's busy, so I'll call her later. But I wanted to actually have a point to this podcast, which I'll get to eventually. But I kind of want to just get these things off my chest because, like, why not? So, <laughs> excuse me. I'm like, whoa. I'm just running. I'm running. But, um, okay, so basically another thing I wanted to say was don't get in the middle of, middle of white folks' business. My mom always says this. My mom always says don't get in the middle of white folks' business. And basically that means, like, when white folks are fighting or when white folks have issues going on, don't get in the middle of it. And I learned my lesson, and so I did not speak at all during the situation. But basically one of the teachers that we work with, it's been kind of a little bit of conflict because everybody's kind of like, oh, is she participating? Is she really helping? Is she not? Et cetera, et cetera. But I found out today that what I was thinking was the reason why she wasn't doing stuff was actually incorrect. And so if I had gotten in the middle of white folks' business, they would have been like, well, Hannah said this, Hannah said And I didn't say nothing. And so I'm so glad that my mom says that and that every time I start hearing them talk bad about people, I don't get in the middle of it. If I hear people gossiping, I don't get in the middle of it because they will literally be so quick to uh, be close again and then turn against you. That's what my mama always tells me. My mama always tells me white folks will stick up for white folks all the time. And that's just true, to be real. You stick up for your own people. And so, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. But, like, you know what I mean? So that's just another point was, like, I was wrong, and I was so glad that I did not speak on this situation because had I spoken on this situation, it would have actually ended up being something that it did not need to be. Um, and then, yeah, okay, so let me get to the actual point of, of today's podcast. This is why my podcast go for, like, an hour is because I just don't talk about the actual point. The actual point for today is that I loved, I loved our class meeting today. We had such a rich conversation, and we had such an engaging, in-depth conversation today about black history that just made my heart literally melt. So what I did was I picked up two books. I had a 
uh, read aloud children's book, and then I had a like book that was like a, a por- it's called Portraits of African American Heroes, and I love that book. It's really good. It goes through different people who are great heroes in African American history. Cool. But my emphasis on today's morning meeting was not that we would be focusing so much on like heroes and struggles and da 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 da. But it was more so to focus on, like, and I let them know this and I emphasize this today. I said, listen, I said, black history is, I said, well, basically the question that I asked was, what is the purpose of black history? And everybody kind of shared their answers. A lot of people were sharing, like, the purpose of black history is to talk about the freedom that black people have from racism. Uh, A lot of people said, like, oh, black history month is to celebrate people who do uh, good things and to celebrate black people all this stuff like that, very, like, simplified, basic definitions of black history. And I let them know, I said, all of these contribute to Black History Month, but these don't solely define Black History Month. And so I told them, I was like, listen, Black History Month, it is about celebrating the successes and talking about the struggles that black people face, but that's not the only thing that we talk about when it comes to black history. It's also important for us to talk about the culture of black history. That is a part of Black History Month. And so I asked them, I said, so what does culture mean? And they shared different things. They were like, culture is your religion. It's your background. Culture is where you're from. Culture is like, and they started, and they had a really good answer. And Ms. Jenkins added in that culture is your food. And then I added in like, yeah, culture can be your music. It can be this. But it can also be what you do daily. I said, we have a school culture, which is like, we know that when we get into class, this is what we do. That's our school culture, right? And so I started talking about that, relating it back to them. And then after that, I was like, okay, so we're going to read a book today. It's called Bedtime Bonnets, by the way. And I was like, we're going to read a book today that discusses part of the culture of black people. And I was like, so what do you notice about the cover? Well, I asked, did anybody know what the word bonnets meant? And then they were like, oh, I know what bonnets is, and they raised their hand. And then I said, okay, well, if you don't know what bonnets means, pay close attention to the illustrations because that's going to help us understand what the word bonnet means. And so we started reading, and basically I went through this read aloud, and I was reading them this book, and every now and then I would pause and ask a question. So, like, if it got to a point where it was, like, like one of the word, one of the pages said, except, and I was like, so what do you think is going to happen? Like, as we're reading, I'm engaging them in this discussion. What do you think is going to happen? Ooh, who do you think has her bonnet? Because basically in the story, the girl is looking for her bonnet. And I was like, who do you think has her bonnet? And we're, like, going in, like, asking these questions, right? And then um, also people started pointing out things. So, like, uh, as I was reading, basically Bedtime Bonnet is this story about this girl who's looking for her bedtime bonnet. And as she's looking for her bonnet, she's noticing her family members who all have different routines that they do before they go to bed. So her brother's twisting his locks, and he's putting on his uh, do-rag. His dad is putting on his do-rag so that he can, you know, get his waves and stuff like that. And so as I'm going along reading these different things, people are connecting to it. One of my students, she's actually a black girl, was like, I have this book at home. And I was like, good. But I really, 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 really tried to not put her on the spot. That was my whole entire goal in doing what I did was to not make it feel like it was a performance of like, and this is what black people do. Let's give them a hand. Like, no, we don't like that. We do not like that. And so I made sure to acknowledge her as we were reading, but to not put a spotlight on her and be like, do you? You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. And so basically 
that was good. And then we're reading, and we engaged with it as a read aloud. Like, it was just as if it was a normal book, except we were able to talk about black culture in an authentic way. And that's the type of learning that I like to have going on, that we are able to engage with culture in an authentic way, and it doesn't feel ostracized or performative. It just feels like a connection to what you're reading, and yet it's emphasizing black culture. That's what I love to see, and that's what a cultural connection is for me. And so as we're reading, like, one of my students, he's literally a white kid, but he knows about a do-rag. And so when I read one page that said something about um, her dad putting on a wave cap, he was like, a do-rag. And I was like, yeah, do-rag is another word for wave cap. Wave cap and do-rag mean the same thing. And then we get to her brother's page, and, and, and her brother, like, on, her bro- on the page where the girl in the book's brother is putting on his do-rag, I was like, and so Joey, Joey, or I can't, I need, I need to stop saying their name. But I was like, and so, you know, so-and-so already said do-rag, and that's exactly what we see here, do-rag. And so, like, it helps them to make those connections and go a little bit further beyond their own culture, just to be familiar with another culture. Like, that's what I feel like is important. We don't have to talk about all these super, super deep concepts. I just want you to be familiar with the culture so that when you see something, you're like, I know this, I can make this connection because I've seen this before. And then students were even making connections, like, with just other random things. Like, one student was like, oh, like, there was a dog in there. And one student was like, I have that dog at home. Like, that's the same type of dog that I have. And so even small connections like that, to just be able to find comfort in a book that's different than you and different from your cultural background is important. So then at the end, I asked the students to ask questions. And so one student was like, when it got to the part about the dread, where the dude was doing his dress, one dude was like, well, why, like, doesn't that hurt? And I was like, no, like, that is just as if you, like, how you, you know how you do your hairstyle, it's just a different type of hairstyle that works for black people's hair, so some black people will wear it because that's what they enjoy wearing on their hair, and it doesn't hurt because it's just like doing any other hairstyle. And then Miss Jenkins was like, yeah, and, like, your hair, your scalp is the only thing that has nerves, not your hair. So when you pull your hair, it might hurt but when you twist or dread your hair, she didn't say twist or dread your hair, but she said, but when you do other styles on your hair, it doesn't hurt because your hair doesn't actually have a nerve in it. And so I thought that that was a really cool way of explaining it because I was like, dang, like, I didn't even think of that. Like, that's a really cool ad- addition that she had to it. And so it was really cool. And I was like, this is the type of stuff that I love. And we have such a good conversation. Like, everybody, as I was reading along, was adding in and was commenting, not like, randomly but it was like appropriate commenting and it was like everyone was so invested in the book that we were reading and I just loved that and it made my heart so happy and so then afterward I had them ask questions and you know all this stuff like that and we talked about it and everything and it was good and then like even in the book like she finds her bonnet was actually what her dad her grandpa had on his head and it was just a cute story but it had such a powerful punch because it familiarized these students with things that they might not have seen in their own culture. And so now they're able to see it in the culture of somebody else. And I was like, I need to get more books of this, not just of black people, but of everybody. I want to get just daily stuff. Like, I, I think it's important for us to talk about struggles and heroes and da 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 But everybody can't relate to being a hero. But you can relate to being a brother. You can relate to being a friend. You can relate to being a sister. And so when I'm able to show students, like, this is what this girl's brother is doing when he get home and he's wrapping up his hair. This is what this girl's sister is doing. This is what this girl's mama doing. Like, you can relate to that because you know a mom. You are a mom. Or you are – my students are not moms. 
or you are, so, so you can relate to that. And so I love to see books like that, and it makes me want to go out and find more books like that that represent my students and also that don't represent my students so we could be familiar with other cultures. And so it was just a really good read aloud. It was very spontaneous, like the questions I was asking. I didn't have a specific list of questions I was asking. It was just very much spontaneous of, like, I'm kind of just going with the flow on this. We'll see. You know what I mean? And so it was good. I quite enjoyed it, and I thought that it was a very good um, read aloud. I thought it went really well. But what stuck out to me the most was not what we were reading, but, it, well, yes, it was what we were reading, but it was the way that they engaged with it. Like, they genuinely seemed interested in it. They genuinely were attentive. And I felt like we were genuinely, like, a community that day. Like, I felt this, like, connection to all my students today that was just surpassing what we did in that little, in that session. Like, it was very important that we did those things, but I felt like what we really tapped into surpassed what we did. And I just thought that that was such a good thing. And I, I really, really felt very proud of that moment. And I felt very, like, grateful for that moment, that God really was able to touch them with this story uh, through me. And I was like, this is, this, is, this is why I pray before I go to the schoolhouse. This is why I be like, Lord, use me as a vessel, because these are the moments that I enjoy having. These are the moments that I'm like, thank you, Lord, for it. You know, I mean, of course, I'm thanking God for everything. But these specific moments are what I live for. And so, yeah, it was really good. And then later on today, one of my students, and she's a, mind you, she's a white girl. Now, I feel like this has nothing to do with anything because anybody can love the books that they read. But it's very much important that she's a white girl, like, to know that, to be like, oh, okay. So she was reading this book called Hair Love. Remember, I took all the books that I had from, that related to black history that I felt like were applicable for our classroom. And I stuck them in the back corner where Miss Jenkins often puts her books. And so I uh, went through and I, like, you know, had these books up there. And so I saw her pick up one of these books and read it. And so today she called me over and she was like, um, Miss Fernander, I was wondering if you could read this book, the book that she had with Hair Love. She was like, I was wondering if you could read this book at our next morning meeting. She's like, I don't know if you're going to read it on, like, Tuesday or Thursday, but, like, could you read this book? Because Tuesdays and Thursdays are normally the days we do read-alouds. And so I was like, first of all, not her being observant of, like, what days we do read-alouds. Second of all, not her asking me to read Hair Love. And I was like, yes. And so I put it on one of the options that we're going to read. And so I already did the plans for next week, so I already have what we're going to do, so I'm not going to change that. But I will do it for the following week. So I stuck it in my in – my, uh, planner so I could remember and I was like and I'm gonna specifically mention Ava W or what I need to stop saying their names but I'm gonna specifically mention like she asked for me to read this book to y'all so I'm gonna read this book because it's a good book and so I just love that and then later on one of the students who mentioned that he had the same dog he actually went back and got the book that we read this morning and started reading it and then like was reading it again and I just like this is the type of stuff that I'm like, yes, this is making a change. Because, yes, oh, y'all, I'm on road. I need to stop running my mouth and pay attention to the road as I'm driving. Um, and I say that and then I just continue talking. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just like, these are the moments that are, like, so important. And this, like, yes, talking about slavery and civil rights is very much important, but, like, also talking about culture and the things that black people do just living normally is important as well because I feel like it restores the humanity to black people that we're not just 
our struggles. And we're not just our successes, but we are human. And we have things that we do that are just neutral. Like wearing a bonnet is not a, is not a struggle or a success story. It's just, it's just what black people do. You know what I mean? And so sometimes having those moments where it's just what black people do, like those are moments that we need sometimes instead of always talking about struggles and always talking about people who are successful. Like sometimes we need to just talk about like what do black people do? What do y'all be up to? What do Asian people do? What do y'all be up to? Like, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, that was pretty much it. But it was just a really good, really good moment. And I was very grateful for it. And I was like, thank you, Lord. And I felt like it just was, it really felt like a good community thing that we did today. And so, yeah, and I'm excited to see. I'm going to add more stuff in. Throughout this time, I've been doing a lot of morning meetings that connect to Black History Month. So every Tuesday, I do, like, a book read-aloud. Thursdays, I do a book read-aloud. And then um, Fridays, we typically do, like, a, a first chapter Friday where I'll just read the first chapter of a book. But I always try to ask them a question. So, like, today's question was, like, what is the purpose of Black History Month? So I ask them questions to get them, like, engaged before we start reading so we can actually discover, like, something, you know. So that was cool. But, anywho, I'm done running my mouth. Like, that was it. That was all that happened. But it was really cool, and I'm very – grateful for today and i hope y'all enjoyed this future hannah if you're listening to this these are the things that you should take note of for when you start teaching again once again it these don't have to be solely for black history month but it is good to emphasize this in you know months where that is the focus um but anywho yeah that's all that i'm gonna talk about today and i hope y'all have a good day adios and bye